Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Sailor Moon, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hello. And Steve Zek. Hello. So, Sailor Moon is a lot of things. It is a manga, (laughs) it's two animated series, it's a live-action series, and even several musicals that, depending on the decade, are very different. It's like, it's a, there's a lot of Sailor Moon in the world. Yeah, there is a lot. But, um... Like a thing out of Shakespeare in terms of same gender playing all the characters in some of them. There, it, the the musicals are are great, but they're not for everybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're not for everybody. It's kind of like Shakespeare. You're either into it or you're not. But um, but yeah. So there is a lot out there for everybody to enjoy. But today we are going to be talking about one very specific story arc within the Sailor Moon bible is that a proper way to describe it sure um, <laughs> one chapter, chapter of the sailor moon book um every iteration of sailor moon has a version of the story with the exception of the live action series that i argue has influences of this story in them but um but yeah so this is an animation podcast so of course we're going to be talking oh yes the specific story arc is the infinity arc Forgot throwing that out there. Um, If you haven't guessed by the title of the podcast. And this is an animation podcast, so of course we're only going to be really focusing on the two animated series that deal with this arc, Sailor Moon S and Sailor Moon Crystal. Oh Oh, man, I read the manga for nothing. Yeah, you know, I mean, Sailor Moon Crystal is such a faithful adaptation that there's no point in reading the manga. Have you seen Crystal? Really, there isn't. I read, I I I just read through it and pretty much it Crystal in the manga is pretty much note for note. Uh, there's not really, not no differences really. Very like if there is, it's just very minor. For so. better or worse, they're the yeah. same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you have no knowledge of Sailor Moon, this may not be the podcast for you. But if you know who Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus are, we're going to be breaking down the story that introduces them. Um, find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, where we appreciate your star ratings, or search for Overly Animated on your favorite podcatcher. So, guys, before we dive into this arc and how successfully each series tells the story, let me just quickly break down some, like, very basic similarities and differences of these two animes for anyone who hasn't either seen one or the other. So... Sailor Moon S came out in 1994 and was directed by Kunihiko Ikuhara, who would later go on to create Revolutionary Girl Utena, Mawaru Penguin Drum, and Yurikuma Arashi. So he's like a very, like, Mm. if you know, like, if there's one guy that's like the equivalent to Hideko Anno, I think is his name, the guy who directed Evangelion, if there's like the equivalent in like the shoujo world, it would be Ikuhara. Like, (laughs) they're the two of each genre. But yeah, so Sailor Moon S has a total of 38 episodes and basically aired for a year on TV. Um, Sailor Moon Crystal doesn't differentiate each, each season through its titles, but we're talking about its third season, similar to Sailor Moon S is the third season um, of the original anime. Um, um, there's also a, a Sailor Moon S movie, too, if you want to. 
Yeah, but wait, that's 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 a part that has barely anything to do with the Infinity yeah. Arc, so there's no point to that one. But, right, this, but this is part of uh, Sailor Moon S. It's not. I mean, it's a move. It's the movies are very distinct. I don't yeah. consider the movie part of the the, the anime. Yeah. It's more of just like okay, the movies are another thing. Yeah. But um. But yeah. So Sailor Moon Crystal season three came out in 2016. Has a total of 13 episodes versus the 38 episodes of Sailor Moon S, and it's directed by Chiaki Khan. And isn't a TV animation, which is something that I find crazy. That this is a TV, this has only ever been released like online. This is not Uh, TV animation. No, no, actually, no correction. Season three was put on TV traditionally. It's only the first two seasons or the first 26 episodes that was put up online, like first. But then why is it still called an original net animation, not an animation? Oh, I don't know. I semantics, I don't know where we got that info from, but I'm just saying, like <laughs> it's it still carries the net yeah. animation budget. Because it shows. Yeah, it does. Like yeah. it shows. Um <laughs> versus, right. like in comparison, like if it if this season had a TV anime budget, I am appalled. But we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. First hot take. Yeah. First hot take. I, <laughs> Seriously, it's just, oh, God, so many thoughts. Um, all right, so how did you guys see this? these animes? Did you see them in English, in Japanese? Um, and how much have you seen from each of them, Steve? I've seen all of them, like all versions. Well, except for maybe I haven't seen all of the Cloverweight dub. I've just seen glimpses of that because i really scared to get into that. But I've seen, like, Sailor Moon S in Japanese and English. I got... I got the Sailor Moon S DVD set from Viz, and I also got the old Clover Ray DVD set of the Sailor Moon S um, series, and I also got Sailor Moon Crystal on Blu-ray DVD. So I've seen all the versions, and I read when I got the manga. So I've seen everything really when it comes to this arc. Um, the funny thing is, um, it's before Viz uh, re re licensed it. You know how you know how expensive it was to get some Sailor Moon DVDs. It was super expensive. It cost me maybe four hundred dollars some for like one DVD set. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> crazy. That is, that yeah, is, that is very expensive, especially now the fact that this puts the entire <laughs> yeah. season for free online. Yeah, yeah I was collecting. Fact- oh, I didn't yeah, know I'm that. Just an idiot, but in the early 2010s, I was collecting Sailor Moon mangas and DVDs when it's sold when it's out of print in, in America, and it was very pricey. Let me tell you. And now yeah. I just got all the official stuff. Now it's you were like a year off. If you had waited a year, you would have saved so much money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um but michelle what about you have you seen what versions of these two shows have you seen did you see english japanese um and then how much have have you seen i have only seen um sailor moon s um subbed english subbed that's it i've seen the whole thing but i have not read the manga and i haven't seen crystal at all though i've heard things i've not seen it myself okay it'd gotcha. be interesting See me and Beatrice, our takes on it, and see what influences on you to see it or not. My guess yeah, we'll is no matter, no matter what we say, if you think it's good, you might want to see it. If you think it's bad, you might want to see it to see how bad it is. <laughs> look, 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 look. This is well, what we're going to do. how bad it gets. Look, it's look, not look. too bad. Fine, look, the final question of the show is going to be, Michelle, are you going to watch S or not? That is, I mean, not S, Crystal or not. <laughs> Crystal? Like, that okay. is, like, is going to be... 
<laughs> Steve's job is going to get you to watch it. My job is to get you to like, stay as far away from it as possible. So, wow, okay. Spoilers, much. I mean, we're about to get into it. But, um, but yeah, okay. So this question is going to be for Steve. Well, I kind of already answered it for us. But Steve, like Steve, which version? Well, actually, no. With Steve, which version, S or Crystal, did you like better? Hmm, well, I don't know. I love them both, just just for the record. Um, it kind of depends on certain things. Um, though S is not a great example. Other seasons of the anime is a better example in terms of how they treat the villains. Because traditionally, the Sailor Moon anime, they redeem the villains more often than in the manga, or aka Crystal does. Except for S, they treat the villains pretty much the same, except for Tomome. Who gets the redemption in the anime. Mm-hmm. But. And personally I felt. In the manga. In you know, Crystals. He was a total creep. Even before the Death Busters got control of him. So I have really. I don't have much sympathy for him. Of all the villains. I mean, well, the villains we'll get I into the villains. But like, okay, which one I'm did sorry. you like better? Which okay, one? Is- probably. just If you want to watch it quicker. Probably Crystal in terms of. Because I just found the. Outer Sensei, you know, Uranus, Neptune, and I found them more likable in this version. How, how, like, they were not stubborn till the very end of working with the uh, main good guys. And, and I did find, um, actually found the, found the, the, the female villains more sympathetic in this version than in S. Um, and also, it's oh! also. Oh, God. <laughs> also, I just, um, All right, so. Oh, wait, wait, let me finish. It also is more convenient to watch 13 episodes opposed to 38 episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like more quicker, but um, but I did love the Monsters of the Week to have an S. Um, and, and like I said, S is my favorite of, of the seasons of the original anime, believe it or not. I, I like it much better than R, than Super S, and... Except the only thing that might rival it is the first season because the first season is the first season. It so has definitely right, nostalgic right, yeah. value. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So obviously I like Dust better because it's the superior one. Um, <laughs> it's just – it's the better version. I, I will give you the point that it is 38 episodes and that is a commitment. People <laughs> will not want to spend like – they will not, even though they're just 24 episodes each, and, like, technically they're, like, 20, because you can, like, knock out the, the first, like, the last two minutes and the first two minutes, because they're just the opening and ending uh, yeah. sections. But, so I agree with you there, but in every other aspect of this, maybe with one or two exceptions that I'm, like, willing to give it, because it was released in uh 94 and it was a tv animation so it had more restrictions to it it managed to do so much everything everything is better in the s like uh, crystal is just just all of crystal is just a, a well, stain for me well oh. well i do i do see this though in terms of one thing keep in mind though the crystals is definitely is a direct adaptation of the manga written by um who's the Nanashi, uh, can't forget the you know the female author. I keep I can't think of her off the top of my head. And the anime is made, directed, produced mostly by men. So you see more more male influence in that in the anime, opposed to the crystal. 
Well, Crystal's first two seasons were directed by a guy. It's only oh. really the se- third season yeah, that was directed by the manga. I'm just, again, it, and yes. that's the problem. That's like a pro- very big problem, and we'll but, get and, into it. And the anime, though, um, you see, they they can't fight more. They 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 they, they, they they're, they're more boy crazy. All of them, they're like they're like Isagi. Oh, I- you mean they have personality? Oh, yes, 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 of course. Okay. How have I like forgotten that in the manga they didn't have any personality? But I mean, and in the more in Crystal, but we'll get into it. So let's talk about like the best way to talk about these shows, this star- this arc, is to talk about these characters because there's so much that happens and i don't want to talk for like three hours and break down every single story beat so we're just gonna go through each character talk about them see what works with that character what doesn't work why that character is great why that character is forgettable and then just go into it now i'm gonna be biased and we're gonna start off with with neptune and uranus neptune and uranus are i think one of the reasons why so many people are connect with this series, with this particular arc. They're the like the outer senshi in general. They're like they're like fan favorites to like a degree that it's like kind of unfair. It's like basically all the adults are just like outer senshi. You're my girls. Like you're you're it. Whereas like everyone who kind of was like a little bit younger was like I'm Ray. No, I'm Blue. I'm I'm I mean, it's just kind of like <laughs> Well, they're the coolest. That's for damn sure. That's for it, sure. Cool exactly. Is. They were older. They were cooler. They were the people you were just in awe of. And so you would honest, hear the oohs and ahs as they walked so, into room. Though so I liked them better in Stars when it came for those, especially that first like six episode filler. Let's that, focus S. on S. <laughs> okay. Let's okay. not get too far in one direction or another. Let's just stick with S. So let's talk about Neptune and Uranus. They're just, they're the iconic characters of this arc. So, um, let me just start with Michelle. Like, what, like, just help me understand what Uranus <laughs> and Neptune mean to you and why they're so fantastic. Oh, wow. Well, okay. I, I should say I didn't start watching any Sailor Moon until like the last couple years. So, like, fortunately, I had some like background of like animated shows that had like queer representation. Like, yay! But like, I can imagine, like, it still was like awesome. Like, Haruka's, like, in my top five, like, best base, you know? She's so good. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, I, you hardly ever, I feel like, because, like, I think a lot of times, like, especially, like, when you have, like, queer characters and, like, you know, you're, you're projecting them to a mostly straight audience, like, they're very feminine presenting and they're, like, really cute and pretty and small. Haruka's, like, unabashedly butch and that's, like, such a nice change of pace. Like, she'll wear her boy outfits, and she'll rock her jean jacket, and she looks so good. And her voice is, like, deep and gruff, and it's just, like, the best thing ever. She's so good. Like, I fangirls over her so hard when I started watching the third season. And I I didn't know anything about the third season except that it, everyone said it was better because, like, it's, like, darker, which is yeah. true. It's, like, darker than the first two seasons. And the second season, I think, is my least favorite. And I've only seen, like, the first three. Ooh. But like, yeah, it's like it's a it's a darker show, and like I love that like 
they're kind of like edgy and older and like they're not just gonna be like oh yeah friendship's the best like la la like no they really have to be won over and i like that they have like complicated like moral standings on like the things that they want to accomplish and like how that like riffs with uzagi and it's just like great they bring so much just to the show and just like having the show plot be more interesting but then his characters are also just like super fun and super gay and so into each other and just these powerful ladies and they're like the total power couple they're so (laughs) good but like especially haruka Yeah, how cause yeah. the best. Yeah, I think mean, it's so cool. That and something actually that might intrigue you with Crystal or in ju- and just in the manga is that Haruka. I would say that the Haruka in the manga and in Crystal, I would give they them pronouns. Oh, because, really? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. uh, yes. they're yeah, like I just they're well, much more. They're much more, I guess. Ambiguous? non-binary they're non-binary yeah. really they just really oh. embrace embracing both gen they don't want to just they don't get tied down to one gender whereas in s it's straight up like me yeah, she says, pronounced like, no no no, no she's oh she, i never said she was a guy like she's a like and like she it's very in the anime clear. it's more clear she teaches so she's just a female she's a female in the uh crystals in the manga it's more she's kind of both it's, right, yeah, like in, in yeah, Crystal, like like that is the one that is the one thing in Crystal that I will give them more of is that they're very much more they're more upfront with the gender mm-hmm. in that like Usagi straight up asks her like are you a girl or are you a guy and then she doesn't like she legit like gives a non answer and it's just yeah. like I mean they like they like I would feel more comfortable like even though like if i slip well, up and mention call crystal haruka like she that's because i've just been calling s haruka she for forever yeah but, like they it's like i would like i would straight up call i would feel more comfortable men- like, uh, like referring them they them because uh, that's just, something really interesting and like, it's, it's ironic. really good to know that actually makes me even happier it's also kind of ironic though because in the manga manga in the crystals you, at times, you see her wear fem- more feminine clothes. You see her show like more of her in the feminine features than in S, in which she is. Her clothing is mostly, like you say, butch all the time. Um, and, and I gotta be honest, I, I the first version of Sailor Moon I saw of this arc was the manga, and I gotta believe it or not, it has something to do with Nakatsuki's drawing style. But when I first saw Haruka. I thought that was Matoki. I thought it was Matoki for a moment when I first, when that character was first introduced because when I was reading the manga, because she draws a lot of her characters similar looks. Her male characters, especially, they all sort of look similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's funny for me if I if I saw and I read it first. But yeah, there that I think it's something that's interesting is that like Haruka's like body shape in S it doesn't vary much. In Crystal, it does, which makes oh, really? you kind of think that's like, wait, so are they like switching from like body? Like, do they have that power of switching from like body to body and just being like deciding like today, like being very fluid? Or is it like, I don't know. It's like, it's very ambiguous. So that's something that's like really interesting with Haruka is that in Whereas what like they're both great, but like there's like there's a very clear distinction and very interesting exploration in Crystal yeah. that I would I'm look 
That's, I'm looking at pictures now from Crystal. Yeah, their body is just like less like femininely pronounced in general, just the design, which is really, yeah, that's like a choice someone made. So that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. but um, Steve, what about you? What did, what did you, what do you, any like, um, or like uh, what, broad thoughts, general thoughts well, okay, on okay. Neptune I, and Uranus? Well, I thought, yeah, I thought, first of all, they definitely have more realistic thought on the world in terms of, you gotta you know, make sacrifices and stuff. And at times I definitely sort of were sort of on their side most of the time, believe it or not, because though I did think in S especially they were a little stubborn and I and I also felt in the to the to be fair, I also thought uh Usagi and others, they were also stubborn too in terms of none of them really wanted to maybe talk and maybe negotiate in terms of how to handle things. But I'm most of the time I I'm like uh I'm like on their side that sometimes the world cannot be perfect. You can't you can't always be save everybody. And um also thought Haruka and Michiru, they served Torchisagi in terms of older sister characters. In fact, if you remember Usagi, she's uh she has no older siblings, really. All her friends are around the same age, like you know, of the other guardians. So I thought that was a nice, interesting aspect, and and also the way how they Pretty much, they want to go it alone. They want to keep the others like out of it. it. Was sort of like a big sister, little sister type of relationship in terms of how the inner senti they want to prove to, to their big sisters that they are as tough as they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also th- just because of that doesn't mean there couldn't be any romantic, uh, you know, subtext too. <laughs> oh well, uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about. Let's focus just on solely the Neptune Uranus subtext first, because yeah. there's been it that has quite a history with its like yeah. presentation, like an S. <laughs> like they, yeah. it's like Steve. Do you want to tell us? Let's like, talk about this- Cloverfield. Oh yeah. Um, Sailor Moon. Originally, there's two dubs. You know, one like the recent one done by Viz in. Uh, I don't know when S came out. Viz. It started in 2014, and uh, Cloverweight Originally, the original dub. By Cloverate back in the year 2000, they dubbed this this Sailor Moon S, and Uranus and Neptune, Haruka and Michiru, who had different English names, but they were in that version in the Cloverate dub version cousins, and they didn't really edit out the romantic subtext. So instead of lesbians, it's sort of <laughs> incest. Yup. <laughs> oh, homophobic America. I saw a compilation of that, like, every time they just, like, said cousin. I was just like, these are, this is, these are be some weird cousins. I'm just saying, they're awfully close, yeah. whatever you want to call the relationship. And to be fair, though, it, this dub was made in Canada, so maybe it's also more in the, Canada, too, is more the guilty party of this. That's interesting. I did not know it was Canada. But all this time, was, but- I had all this anger toward, like... But Ameri- it was, it's North but America. It was it's for American audience. It was made mainly for American Aha! audience. Okay. It's a weird thing. Just like same thing with like uh, My Little Pony. It's a weird thing. It's made in Canada, but it's for American audience mainly that they're aiming for. It's, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, there, it, there, it's, it, I don't, I, I can't even say it's subtext. Because even just, it's it's not. It's not subtext. Like, it's yeah, their text. relationship is text. Like, they don't outright say it, but, like, it's there. Like, all that banter about, like, oh, I don't listen to this talk outside the bedroom. And there's just so much. Like, it's legit text. Yeah. Uh, 
right. So, okay, great. Like, I feel like that's why, like, had it, I feel like had it been subtext, they wouldn't have made them cousins. But because it was text, they're like, yeah. we, we, like, they brought more attention to it by making them cousins, but they're, I don't know. Like, it was just, I, I, thankfully, I've never come across that version of Sailor Moon. For me, oh. Sailor Moon's always been in Japanese, and it's always, for me, will be in Japanese. I know English dub actresses are work very hard to give us the best English version oh. of Sailor Moon, but sorry, I just, I, oh. Japanese for me all the well, time. Well, well. Well, I, I, I prefer Japanese too, though I've seen the Viz dub and uh, do have certain biases towards certain characters, mainly because, uh, you know, Haruka's voice actress, the English voice actress Haruka in the Viz dub is also the English voice actress of Akko in the Witch Academia, and their voices sound so different. Well, you know, like, that would be great if I had seen Little Witch Academia dubbed, but I didn't, so I have no connection to it, so there's nothing lost, nothing gained, nothing lost. Also, one of the witches five is a voice is the same voice of Diana Cavendish. And- okay, no more Little Witch Academia. This is not a Little Witch Academia <laughs> podcast. But um, okay, so there's this something really interesting that you guys have briefly touched upon with Haruka and Michiru, which is also well, first thing, Michiru is fantastic, and I can't believe we haven't given her enough love she either. Is she's really cool, so too. amazing. She's fierce. I, like, I love her. Like, she's the reason. She is the reason why. Like. If I'm like my ideal like partner plays a violin, like she's the reason. <laughs> she's like <laughs> she's sort of good cop of the relationship. Really, I think Haruka's like. Well, I mean, I, I no, guess. in terms of her interactions with uh, Usagi and the others, in terms of, of oh, ha- Haruka is definitely more direct. She's more harsh, and Michiru is more subtle in her harshness. In terms, that's why I mean, good cop, bad cop. Okay, well, let's talk about this kind of harshness because I feel like they have been given. They the reason they're in the most complex is that they're given, like they're also doing something good, but mm-hmm. they're like they don't care what means by which they do the good thing they have to do. Like they will follow their duty and their duty. And I don't know, there's just this complexity in that they're, like, they're the, these, it's just really funny, because they're like, we are these tragic heroes, and we will do what no one else can do, and we're all alone, like, we're all alone, we only have each other, and then Usagi in the background was like, guys, hey! I can fix this, guys, like, yeah. let me do it, let me do the thing, let me do the thing, and then you don't have to die, and they're like, no, 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 we got, to, I don't know, they're just, it's just, I love them, it's just like, there's just this darkness, that could easily also be a self-parody of, like, Romeo and Juliet, where they're like, we need to, like, die in order yeah, to, like, do the thing. And it's that. just like, no, 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 you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I love that. There, There's this darkness to them. But at the same time, the 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 juxtaposition of their darkness with Usagi is at times pretty comical. Mm-hmm. I, especially in the span of, like, a 24-minute episode, where it's just, like, darkness! And then Usagi's like, I fixed it! <laughs> And it's just yeah. like, no, it's great. I love it. And also what helps me sometimes side more with them is sometimes Usagi, especially early season, can be such a crybaby sometimes in terms of her attitude. And so it makes me more, and maybe because I'm an adult, makes it more easier to relate to Haruka and Michiru or Neptune and Uranus' side of things. And it also, like, um, it's interesting because, see, like, we've ta- as we've, like, mm-hmm. talked about 
this in the uh, before, and you've kind of briefly mentioned it here, where you said how you d- you find like you find that in Crystal Haruka and Michiru, like they get they stand by Usagi better, and they're not as stubborn. But I feel like that's like that's a detraction to them because their entire purpose is like we need to do our own thing. We need to like we have to do what no we have to get our hands dirty and do what no one else can do. Like we have to save the planet, even if that means that our princess will hate us. And mm-hmm. then like I feel like that's so the fact that like I just find like your critique of them in S and that they're too stubborn. They just they don't just become friends with Usagi. I feel like. Uh- I got no problem with with them being stubborn. I'm just saying it. I think you don't see enough development in them softening up to her. And that takes a very long time. Like like towards the end, when I thought there should have been a little development, just a little bit, like halfway through, maybe. What just- are you talking about? They've had episodes <laughs> like there was so much development yeah. when she had no idea who they were. Like they're they. There is so much development in, in S, yeah. whereas in Crystal, there's no development. Okay, like, maybe, just, like, uh, maybe, uh, maybe lack just, of development. Maybe just their last episode in S is the one thing that sort of left a sort of bad taste in my mouth in terms of they wanted to fight Sailor Moon. I'm like, after the big battle, after they defeated Deathbusters, I'm like, okay, let's move on. I know what Sailor Moon did previously. She did maybe maybe a little reckless move. I understand why they're mad, but at the same time, um, let's just move on, the battle's over, let's just agree, disagree, let's move on, I'm at the very end. See, but that's interesting, because that's, like, Usagi at that point had lost, like, the will to fight. Like, she Mm -hmm. was done. She was so exhausted after saving, like, after saving Hotaru and just being, like, I, like, she doesn't, she didn't, like, she had yet to put the sailor, her sailor suit on. She just was done. And then they had to fight her knowingly, because I I really truly believe that they're like we need to make her fight again like this yeah like not they, only yeah they were like ready to trust her but she, they felt like she had to prove herself yeah they, not just prove herself there but like prove that she can get back up after a really really daunt like horrible fight that she just went through they were like she just went through horrible trauma and they were like you need to get back up and their version was more like tough love where everybody yeah, was like yeah. Usagi you did such a great job like you're it's they're okay like, no, no, no. they're like no get us. up like they're just and yeah. she did she proved herself to them I think that was so powerful in that finally and- getting her to be the person that they can kneel toward after spending yeah. 38 episodes showing them as these goddesses that are and- so much above everybody else and like, that I, that to me I feel like it was worth it and that's an example I talked about earlier about them being sort of the big sister type of characters to them, to Yasagi. Totally, totally. But that's what I mean. So I, I like the the I I do. It's interesting how you don't see like that. They, you think that they needed more development slash that they that they shouldn't have fought her in the end. Where like in the yeah. opposite end, I'm like, ah, that still happened earlier. I, I don't know. Maybe at the very end. I, I don't know. Maybe it's the timing of it. Um, I did. Like I said, though, I think they're awesome either way. Um, I do like to have seen them more, to see them um, fight a little bit more in this, because at times there were so many episodes when they just just say, let's see how uh, Sailor Moon and her friends handle this, and we're just going to sit out and watch from the shadows. And well, I want to see them fight. I want to see them do their awesome, like, earthly, like Uranus do her earthbending moves and Neptune her waterbending and... 
I mean, I don't know if like earth earthbending to the extreme. I don't know if we'd ever get that because that's not that that like the show is always gonna. It's <laughs> it's a magical girl show, so the attacks are always gonna look the same. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I feel like that's asking a little bit too much of the show. But um, but also like that uh, that allowed us to get because that's something that I really and this will be a good transition into the inner senshi, but. We didn't get any development of the inner senshi in this. And it's by them having the time to step back and be like, let's scope out these girls. Let's see how they go, how they do things. That allowed us to see them like have entire episodes of like, of Makoto like going off and training because she doesn't think she's strong enough. Of Rei going off and going, and going to seclusion. Like we will, we have these singular episodes with very specific characters that in crystal we just don't get because there's only there's no time for it and because they have they were just very committed into sucking out all the life out of all the inner senshi except for usagi so it's just kind of like you know like i feel like that's a good thing that they managed to step aside because you can't have them be always the ones solving everything or else you're not going to get any development of any other character but um but let's talk about those inner senshi because they they went through like quite a journey too and i just love how the thing that they did at the end to save the world was create a shield you know mm-hmm. was like to block it all out yeah and i don't know i just think that there's something at least in s and i just think there's just something so powerful about that in that the senshi it's just like they they went from Having to protect Usagi to being like, Usagi's got this. We just got to protect everybody else. You know, I just think that there was something powerful there. But let's talk about that journey that they make in in the Infinity Arc. What did you guys think of the inner senshi? And let's throw Mamoru, Mamoru in there too, because why not? Mm. Um, he. What did you guys think of them, their characterizations and, and their journey in this? Um, Michelle? I mean, I think... Like, as a whole, I enjoyed the characters a lot this season more than previous seasons. And again, like what Steve was saying, the first season's kind of its own thing because it's like the first one is the first, like, you know, perspective you get of any of these characters. Um, But just like in terms of the characters themselves, like going into like the third season, I enjoyed them a lot. And like, I liked that the anime took so much time. And again, like, so I'm assuming Sailor Crystal had like significantly fewer episodes per season. Than the initial anime, I'm like glad the initial anime had as many episodes as it did. Like some of them were kind of just like, oh, here's the monster of the week. Like, la la, now it's defeated. More heart crystals, yay! But like a lot of them did have like moments to shine and like to deal with stuff that felt like more earnest and darker than previous seasons. And I really appreciated having that for a lot of them. It made me care about them a lot more than I did (laughs) previously because there was more to care about because they were doing stuff. And there was higher stakes. Like, Ray yeah. dies in the first one. In the first episode yeah. of us, Ray almost dies. It's dark. It's, it's real dark. And it's yeah. just kind of like, oh, man, we never get that in Crystal. Crystal, okay. no tension. No one ever is going to die. No one ever gets super hurt. There's never, like, very big, like, you'd think. Oh, this is the mod. This is like a modern animation. So maybe we're gonna get a little bit more nuanced action. We're gonna get maybe a little bit more intense, like you know, um, visually some very striking imagery. That's much more, I guess, 
grown up in a way. Like that's more like what you'd see in a modern animation, at least in in terms of action. And it's just we don't, and we don't see that, and there's no tension, and there's no drama, and I just the senshi. <laughs> okay, you. first episode of Crystal. Guess how the who gets that vision of the end of the world? Who gets the vision? Yeah, have- is it Usagi? No, you get Usagi, you get Mamoru, and then after everything, you get Ray. Aww. What? So- it makes Why? no sense. You're just like, hey, this is the person who sees the future through the fire. We're gonna give that power to Usagi Someone and Mamoru else. because you know, for no reason, for no reason, just because we want Usagi and Mamoru to start us off because romance. Mm-hmm. And it's so silly. And the the Sailor Moon S does such a great job in understanding when it's not a character's moment and when it is. And yeah. Usagi cannot have every moment. They can she cannot have every moment, even though she's a titular character. And Sailor Moon Ooh. S understood. Oh, that. I got to right. in terms of you saying the enemy like Usagi takes less of the backseat. In the anime, she always kills the villain. She kills the monster of the week. While in the manga slash crystals, there are times the inner century they get to they kill a few people. They get to kill some of the villains. And um, they get a little moment to shine. Maybe they don't get spotlight episode per se, but they do a little bit more, in my opinion. Yeah, but being faceless and motionless and just being like, oh, our actions mean nothing. Like, no, like, Usagi mm-hmm. still gets to destroy the big bad. That never changes. And they do get to kill some some um, um, well, and some villains in S. So they do. Part. It's just the thing is, it's that... They have, like, very critical things that they have to do. Like, for instance, in that finale when they, like, walk in and they notice something's wrong before Usagi gets taken away from them. Like, who are the two people who notice that something's off? It's Ami, it's Rei with her senses and Ami mm-hmm. with her technology. It's not Usagi suddenly being like, hold up, guys. <laughs> wait a minute. Wrong. It's just something's like, wait, how not does right. she mm. So it's just like, they're... Usagi is, like, so OP in Crystal to an extreme. Like, she's always going to be the most powerful. That's never going to be something that's taken away. But the That's fact not that what's interesting about her, though. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. just so flawed. Like, that's exactly. the whole thing. Like, that's why the first season is just like, yup, she's really not prepared for this, but, like, it's her job, and that's why, like, everyone else is more competent, because, like, she has to rely on her friends, and she can't do it alone, because she's not, she's a very flawed person. Mm. That's really odd that that choice was changed in Crystal. I just, like, I just, I really, like, Crystal, like, there are these, like, very, like, two-second moments where you'll have some of that humor from the original anime, some of that rapport established from Mm. the original seeking, sneaking in, but it's as if, like, (laughs) it's as if the director's, like, it's as if these characters are so desperately trying to be charismatic like they once were, and then the director's, like, nope, nope, you can't do this, you can't be charismatic, because there's only room for Usagi and Mamoru and romance and sure we'll throw in some Neptune and uh and Uranus for some people but for the most part y'all are done y'all have nothing to do and it's so annoying it's so annoying in Crystal it's like they just don't do anything and it's it's just not oh I just really don't like Crystal okay <laughs> so, chill out, chill out. Uh, so um well, I but let's yeah well, I just, I just think, I just think though, I think you can a little more credit as to. I think they did, they did a little bit in crystals like uh, that, like that one episode, like uh, when they fought Yu-Gi-Oh, um, Uranus, um, 
Mars and Jupiter or Ray and Makoto, they had a little bit like a little team up right there. And and I do think especially the character definitely gets a lot more to do in the manga version. Gets more in world importance is Venus. She is clearly in the manga. She is the leader of the Sailor Guardians. And in the, in the anime, she's just one of them. That is true. She mm. is much more of a leader in the manga and in Crystal. But the thing is, you know what would have been nice? What would have been really great if in Crystal, <laughs> she was, like, actually a leader and not just said, told to us that she's the leader? Because for the most part, it's just, like, Usagi being like, okay, now I'm going to do this. It's like, yo. <laughs> yo, like, have her be the leader. Have her actually act like a leader, and then maybe I'll yeah. believe that she's the leader. <laughs> I won't take it as just, like, oh, she's the leader. It's like, no, no. Like, they're much more serious in Crystal. Like, they actually take their roles much more seriously. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like, um, well, you're still all 14, and... Yeah, where's your silly teenage quirks? Also, like, if you're going to be serious about it, why don't you all do something? Like, why don't you... Like, you can't just, like, like, be serious, but, like, say something. Do something. Seriousness does not mean you have no emotion. And that is the... That's all it is with, like, with the inner senshi. It's just completely faceless, interchangeable, like, people. Like, what's crazy is that in Crystal, you could change the different... You can make Ami do what Rei does. You can make Rei do what what Makoto does. And there's no uh, changes into what they do. There's nothing that changes. Mm. Because you can switch them. Whereas you can't do the same thing with them in Sailor S. Like, you could, you can't switch them because they're the only ones who can do what they do. And that is the problem with the Inner Sunshine and Crystal. And, oh. Well, I just prefer, well, I said one character I definitely prefer in Crystal, in the manga, Crystal version than the anime version. I like Rey much better in Crystal in terms of her attitude towards men. I love how she's pretty much, she's done with men. She pretty much not let that distract her from her her from her work or anything, and uh, she definitely and has this little complex little relationship with her parents. I think it's kind of cool, and and also um, there's definitely subtext in terms of romance between um, Ray and Minako in the in one in one side story in the manga but we don't get it in the in the yeah. anime so it doesn't it, we don't well, get it well, in the anime well, so i don't think it's like... i think there's definitely something that one adventure you definitely see a little bit of subtext with makoto and ray in terms of how makoto is still like she's the one who most cares about her birthday so excited about her birthday it's ray's birthday it's ray's birthday and if we feel something there or maybe it's just me being biased in terms of always looking for some lesbian subtext. <laughs> you're not the only one. <laughs> like, they're... they're like, exactly. Like, you're not the only one. I feel like <laughs> if there's any other two who will look for it, um, here we are. But, um... Oh, speaking of which, I know, I know later, at Metro, of certain subtext I want to talk about later, of course, I got to certain characters, but we'll get to them later. No, let's talk about them now. Let's talk about um, Hotaru, and let's talk about Chibiusa, because... Oh, yeah. And um, before we begin, yeah. Michelle, you said R was your least favorite season. I'm gonna guess why a certain character might be a reason why. I can't. I don't even. And I saw it like a couple of years ago, so it's been a while. Why did like future Usagi send her child down to hang out with her teenage self? That just like doesn't make a lot of. That just one feels thing, very. Weird. One thing I don't get is why is she uh, at least are trying to block 
trying to be a love rival with her parents. Yeah, that's Stop. weird. It's like, that's your dad. What it's are like you the doing? It's like the you anti- won't exist. McFly. It's like the anti-Martin McFly trying to, you know, like, you, you're jeopardizing your own birth. You, you idiot. I do okay, think well, it was, like, a good learning and maturing experience for Usagi to, like, have but, a semi-little sister slash child. But I think Chibi so she's much better in this arc. She's much better in S. Yeah, no, I think Stark's so. She's definitely improvement. Yeah. She's so, less, like, trying to be obnoxious to Usagi and more just being like, oh, you're so frustrating, but I also care about you and I'm going to help you out. And I like that side of her. Well, one thing, though, um, I'm not sure, I, I'm not sure it's good or bad. In S, though, they made Pink Sugar Attack more of a joke. Then and then in the manga and crystals, I, I, I'm not sure how to feel about that because at the same time I think it's really funny, but at the same time like I don't know, I don't know, but I, I, it's a funny gag, but though I don't know sure how it can get old fast. I mean, if only Tibiusa could get old fast, you know, if only she could just grow up faster <laughs> oh, and yeah, not be a child for so child. long, maybe she'd be like more bearable. Oh, but yes, the, oh yeah, I forgot to mention in crystal. She is 900 years old. Same in, 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 the, in the original anime. She's 900 years old. Uh, well, never Good. outright mentioned. It never stated that, but... <laughs> really? I thought it was. But, okay. Oh, yeah, and also one thing I don't get in the anime in terms of... At the beginning, she does not know Sailor Moon's identity. The why she thinks Usagi had the silver crystal, it just made no sense. I mean, look, this is a show where no one else I, realizes that Sailor Moon is Usagi, so yeah. it's just kind of like, it's fine. It's okay, fine. Guess, it's like, she doesn't like, even wear a mask. You know, she doesn't even wear a mask. Her hairstyle is so noticeable. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's very yeah. unique. Like, it's fine. Yeah, but, I guess um, really fall off of the place. Uh, I, I guess I guess we are getting off track from about R. We should talk about S. Get on track. But, yeah, let's, like, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about how much Hotaru kind of, like, improves the Chibiusa character because yeah. now suddenly there's something very there's Chibiusa's kind of given this very very tragic very mm-hmm. dark very serious ca- character to work 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 against whereas in R it was really Usagi right yeah it's basically like yeah. her working against Usagi you already have one like very extreme version of her one extreme character <laughs> right. and then another extreme yeah. character well, but now suddenly you have someone who will well, like who bounces her out in a really great way, well, and we I, see I, this very like and one, we yeah we but we see this like relationship, this friendship that just starts to blossom where suddenly she's like oh like I have to be careful with this person because she's sick I have like I have to deal with that 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 can that takes a toll on well, someone one, and it's just yeah. like it's just from a psych for like she's done, had to do a lot of growing up in this. That uh, yeah. is just that it's all thanks to Hotaru. So I feel like truly, like Hotaru is like the best thing that happened. She to improved Shibuya by a lot. But one thing I think I like Crystal better in terms of improvement of the anime is that Hotaru knows their identities very early on. Well, in S, I don't think she ever really finds out. And like, I love so, that. Like, yeah, oh, and S mm-hmm. is so like that. Like for her to just find out before, it like makes no sense that they were able to like do all the stuff they were able to do for yeah. as long. Like, she's linked to Mistress Nine, so it's like, yeah. Mistress Nine should have known. They should like, It made no sense. Can like, I mention, it can been... talk about Mistress Nine for one quick second in terms of, we mentioned before, we talked about before how, like, and before we did this podcast, how certain things repeat itself. Like, I thought Black Lady was sort of a repeat of the first arc with the, the evil uh, tuxedo mask when he was brainwashed by the Dark Kingdom. 
here, Mistress Nine and say Black Lady, there's a very distinction, very big difference in terms of Black Lady, she is Chibiusa. Mistress Nine is a whole different character, a whole different person who, who Hotaru is sort of fighting for control of. So it's a very different thing. Mistress Nine is her own individual person. She is not Hotaru in any way, while Black Lady is Chibiusa. And I like how they did something different. They didn't just repeat it, things again. Well, you know, I didn't is, realize yeah. that at first, but that's a that's a good point. That is true. But, I mean, it is still like, oh, a good guy turns bad. It's still that, yeah. though. Essentially, There's that's like the dilemma that. throughout the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so let's talk about how... Like, I mean, as much as I want to keep talking about Chibiusa, um, let's talk about how great Hotaru, Hotaru okay. is. Like, she's, like, like uh, Michelle, like, what was, like, your first, like, when you first saw, like, that whole Hotaru, like, story, under, like, that undercurrent of a story happening, like, what, like, walk me through what you were thinking, what your takeaway from that was. I mean, it was fascinating. And, like, to me, it kind of tied with how, like, Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune, like, <sighs> They're, like, on their side, but also kind of, like, working, like, a, a little against them, too, like, mm. the entire season. And, like, she, her character is essentially that it, with a different spin on it. And, like, I found her very, like, I loved her. Like, I want to protect her mm. <laughs> from her other half, I guess. Yeah. But, like, yeah. what you were saying um, about, like, um, just, like, Chibiusa having someone so different from her to work off of. Like, that... That's a really good point because, like, I I did like seeing her dynamic with Chibiusu a lot. Like, even though, like, her herself as a character I found compelling enough. Like, having this, like, spunky, young, really excitable friend trying to get you to go out and do stuff and, like, have a friend and not just, like, you know. It's so good and pure. And, like, I, like was kind of surprised at the end of the season when she ends up being a baby and like I don't know if she is going to hang out with her because she's a baby or not oh I but don't like, spoil this thing it, don't spoil it, don't spoil I know but you, guys, yeah, I, but you have to see like um future seasons um you gotta read like, read ahead in the manga or whatever to see what happens. If you, yeah, exactly. If you if you keep reading, you'll know what happens to. Well, for record, but crystals okay. only has gotten as far as this arc, so there is no like crystals past this arc at least not yet though there's going to be like a movie adaptation of the next season in in the future but hopefully the animation will be better for the movie yeah. so um michelle like did you did you think that that hotaru and chibiusa like did you sense like the romantic subtext in that or I did you wasn't not? sure i mean i i kind of shipped them because i'll ship yeah. like any oh i shipped them i shipped them. get along and support each other in a, a positive way I, but i wasn't sure if that was the like intention of the show because also because like uranus and like, her partner are so, like, unabashedly, like, into each other. I was like, well, there's, like, this spectrum of it. Is this, like, subtext then? Or is it just, like, I don't know. Oh, one thing you have to understand. I felt it, but I wasn't, like, sure what? if that was intentional or okay, not. Okay, well, one you thing you've got to mention, though, in terms of uh, subtext is that definitely um, Usagi herself, while she's in a relationship with Mamoru, she definitely is definitely by. And throughout, one thing is she definitely from who gets like it is super true. So does Jupiter. Like, see, like Jupiter blushes a lot. Like, everyone's blushing over Haruka, and it made me so happy. I'm like, ah, no, it's great. They all got the feels. And crystals, and crystals, like, 
in Ray's introduction chapter, Yusagi definitely has a little crush on her. It mentions how pretty she is and stuff. Totally. So, so in well, a way, well, Usagi's bisexuality no, is not the yeah, question. Yeah, that's like not a question. She is, yeah. but the que- but the question can, is more like, um, it's more like, what do you think of that can subtext? I, can I just finish my point and just saying it's more with it's with Chibiusa, It's like like mother, like daughter. That's fair. I yeah. mean, I I do want to. Well, I, I I do want I I get it like like mother like daughter, but at the same time, also I don't. I I think I I want I I prefer seeing Chibiusa also I, as more of her own person. I, I beg to differ in terms of she's not her own person. In terms of in every version, especially once you get past R, it's clear that Chibiusa has definitely a little more mature than teenage Usagi, and that's sort of a funny little gag in terms of uh, how she. She's a little more level-headed. She's a little more level-headed than Usagi can be at times. Well, no, yeah, that's what I mean. But that's why. But, but what basically, like, what I'm saying is, like, I just don't. I they. It doesn't have to be like hundred percent exactly like the same in terms of how they deal with if, romance. Like, it doesn't. It, I, I get like just because. Like, basically, what I'm saying is just because Usagi has like is is intextually shown as bisexual doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that a child of hers will also absolutely be bisexual. Well, can I just say this just for record? I I think Chibusa has way better chemistry with Hotaru than a certain other male, male character that comes on later on. Beatrice, I think you know who I'm talking about, but I prefer Hotaru over this character as far as, you know, shipping with Chibusa. For me, it's just like TBUs is still like nine hundred, but still it's nine. She's a, yeah. it's like for me, like that's the only thing that really kept me away from like the whole Taru TBUs thing, yeah. and why like Super S for me is never really a big, very high on my list of like my ranking of the seasons because she's a child, and it's the same. She I, I got that pretty same, young. Yeah, like I still got that same creepy feeling I got when she was trying to hook up with her dad. I was just like, I don't yeah. need her to well, be so. Well, she- well, she, like, she's it's old. that same thing, and same with the Hotaru. She's like, she's, what? She's 16, 14, 14, 16, 13, 12. That's uh, still <laughs> like, in young child, yeah. like young child minds. It's that problem like, later on, kind see, of. See, but like in young child minds, like three years is a very big difference. Um, like a 12-year-old is not the same as a nine-year-old. Like they will see each other as different beings. Like, even though, like, a 23-year-old and a 26-year-old, you don't see that big of a difference, a 12-year-old and a 15-year-old, huge yeah, difference. I get it, I and get it. And that's why, for me, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, like, I don't like the romanticization of the two because Chibiusa is so young. Like, there's an ick mm-hmm. factor there for me where I'm just like, don't ship a 9-year-old, guys. Like, please, she's 9. <laughs> it's same with card character Sakura. Like, it's like, don't yeah, do that. Yeah, that's a fair point. You know? Um, um, she's pretty young. So I'm pretty sure though Chibiusa, when she comes back in S, she's a little older than she was in R. All right, she's ten. Yeah. Great, <laughs> great. She's ten, guys. Well, in Japan, you know how different things are. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But um, but yeah. So let's talk about the one outer senshi that I don't think we've actually discussed. Pluto. Pluto makes a comeback. What did you guys? Did you guys think that um? There's different. There was enough Pluto. of her. Do you wanted more of her? Because I certainly wanted a lot more of Pluto. Uh, but um, um, yeah, Steve. I love Pluto. Um, there's a different differ here in terms of timing. Um, either it, both versions of the story, she dies and comes back. In in S, um, 
she dies at the end. And um, in the manga version, she died the previous arc and she comes back here. So it's uh, kind of weird, like a time reversal here, ironically saying, because she is the goddess of time. Um, I, I like the fact that Pluto, she, in this version, in this season, she gets like her own alter ego. She gets a little more personality than she had in the past, but um, she's definitely... Um, I see. I think she definitely seemed like the oldest of all the senshi. I'm, like how I mentioned how the how Haruka and Michiru were sort of older sisters to uh, Usagi and the inner senshi. I think uh, Pluto. She's kind of the oldest sister of them all. She definitely seemed the most mature. Yeah, she. I think. I think she's always been like the oldest one. At least. I mean, I feel like she's ageless. She's just been around yeah, forever because she's she's, she's, she's in charge of wise. time. So that makes yeah. sense. But um, but Michelle, what about you? Like, what did you think of like Pluto? Did you want to see more of her? Like, where does she like stack up in comparison to the other characters in this arc? Uh, I honestly didn't care about Pluto that much. I've never. I feel like Pluto like shows up every now and then, but I feel like I don't know much about her. And she's so like old and wise. Like the most like humanity I see from her is when like Chibius interacts with her, and like clearly like cares about her so much and like they have a very tight bond or as tight a bond as Pluto probably has with anyone she has with Chibiusa but like I don't know I think she's just kind of a stoic figure in my mind from my recollection of her and like I don't know I don't have strong feelings honestly like I think she's fine she's she's pretty cool and powerful and she's helpful but like I don't feel like I know her that well as a character as opposed to some of the other ones Mm mm-hmm yeah, that's that's fair. All right, so we've kind of gone through all the main senshi except for Usagi. Now, well, I mean, we kind of touched on Usagi as we were talking about everybody else. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I just, do you guys, like, what do you, what do you guys think of Usagi's, like, Usagi's arc in this? Because I feel like her arc in this, like, her motivations in this are the most interesting and complex of them all I, I keep saying that but like legit like by the end all she wants to do is just save one person she just yeah. wants to save one person and she refuses to like basically she's someone with it's like her and her morals she refuses to kill a child and then it's and it's a dark thing kill a child uh, whereas you have uranus and neptune being like we are going to do what you can't do we're going to kill a child yeah. and then if there's one thing she's going to do it's save this <laughs> child and it's just like i mean there's just the way that that finale was directed and shot and everything about it was uh, incredible but what the it? journey that usagi takes mm-hmm. in 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 from like from the beginning to end like if you compare like this usagi even like in the beginning of this to the usagi from sailor moon the original like the first oh season, remember episode you mean like there at the end when she was ready wanted to just go home before they fought the dark kingdom but like there is but there is like that that one scene where she like she can't turn like she can't uh transform and she just keeps smacking the floor and just being like transform damn it like please tra- like there's just this there's this, there's this desperation in her. There's this, yeah. and it's not romanticized. You know, like the, in the first season, of course, it's going to be romanticized because it's her, her, her romance, her iconic romance with Mamoru. You know, it's like it's, 
it's like it yes it's like tragic it's painful for her but it there is this kind of like air of romance there there's this kind of like oh yes but this is part of like the the pain that one goes through with heartache and whatnot uh, here yeah. it's just pure pain there's no yeah. romanticization it's just straight up like i hurt I don't like this. This is painful. I hate, I do not, like, for the first time, I'm like, I could see her, like, not being Sailor Moon anymore. Like, coming out of this is being like, I'm done. And so, like, what did, yeah. like, Michelle, like, what did you think of, like, Usagi's character growth in this season? Like, what did you think of it and how it was dealt? I thought it was really strong. Like, I, I feel bad. I feel like I, like, tried to wipe season two from my mind because I just, like, <laughs> I think, like, halfway through, I, like, didn't care. But this season was so... I really like Usagi. I think if I was, like, 15, I would be a lot more harsh on her because I would, like, have more, like, teenage insecurities about, like, my own flaws and how they reflected in her and how that would bother me. So I'd be, like, harsher. But now that I have some distance, um, I think, like, I I love that she's so... (laughs) she just like she she doesn't give up like even though like I like that she like is forced to reconcile and really like stand more on her own in terms of like being like no she like this is a this is a hard line she does not want to cross and she knows that she's wrong sometimes and she knows that she's dumb sometimes and like her friends like will scold her especially Ray um, but, like, this is something she won't back down on. And I like that progression hand-in-hand hand with the fact that we still get Usagi being, like, the one who, like, wants to be silly or, like, wants to eat food or, like, read comic books. Like, that's also there, but, like, with this extra layer on top of it that makes it feel like the other two seasons, like, matter. Like, she really has gone to a more intense, mature, like, consequential place in her life with this duty, and I really, really appreciated that this season in particular, I think. So I think it was really well handled. I like that we got both things. I, I would have hated if she just, her personality went away this season and she was just like so mature and stoked and was like, yes, I'll do it and la la la. Like, that wouldn't have felt true to her character that was established, like from the get-go. So mm-hmm. it felt very believable, but also like, because she does have real flaws and she does doubt herself a lot sometimes to take such a strong stance like meant a lot coming from usagi specifically as a character so i really liked it um yeah yeah what about you steve oh yeah i'm how she her conviction how she stuck to her guns Mm -hmm. even after it got to a point when shiba usa's life was pretty much in debt gone or close to being gone I mean, she could easily just like, like once that happened, once her own daughter's life was on the line, like saying, "The heck with uh, saving this child!" Like after what she did to my daughter, I'm gonna, if I have to kill her to save Chibiusa, I'm gonna do it. She could have easily done that, but she stuck to her guns, and you gotta admire that about Usagi. Um, I definitely respect her a lot, and. And there's also, and even though um, she does, like, in the future, she just comes the queen of the world, pretty much. There's still a little bit of silliness in that, in her. Even even, even near Queen Serenity, in terms of, they did a little gag about her her handwriting, how bad it is. And yeah, it seems there's a little joke in her little letter from the future. So, yeah, so they they able, they're able to have a character that's so, like, you know, OP, as we said before. But kept her grounded enough that she's human to us. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. So let's talk about these characters that have been causing so much pain oh, to yes. our main characters. Let's <laughs> talk ready. about the Deathbusters. <laughs> yes. Um, Steve, you said that the Deathbusters were much more relatable in Crystal. Uh, what did you well, mean by that? Well, everyone except Tomoe. Tomoe was more of a definitely more of a creep in Crystal. And so <laughs> we found, found out um, how, like, pretty much it was clear to me, in my opinion, that he was a little. He's crazy even before he run into the into the Master Pharaoh ninety and got got like I guess demon eggs in his body or whatever. Um, <laughs> he he was a little crazy before because doing these crazy experiments. Yeah. The thing though is with the Kalanite and the Witches Five, what we find out in their backstory in the in the in the manga is uh, it seemed that they were just normal humans at one point, and uh, then and then of course the uh, what's it called the Deathbusters, these aliens kind of took their bodies and pretty much it pretty much clear that they killed them, killed their souls, pretty much took their souls away. At least Kalanite, we saw that happen. And um, it's kind of tragic in a way, in terms of they're gone. We can't bring them back to normal. Th- though I'm not sure which is five is kind of <laughs> unclear what their true backstory is. But either um, it was the same thing as with Carol Knight, or they were they died, and um, and Tomei kind of found like experimented with these dead body DNA to create the witches five. But either way, man, especially which five, they were at one point normal girls. <laughs> Normal girls like everybody else who probably weren't evil, and I kind of feel s- bad for them. Well, in the anime, it, I don't think we get clear of their backstory. It seems like they're just jerks. They're just there. They're just like yeah. kind of in their lab, just doing their stuff. And by the way, um, question: um, who, Who's your favorite of the Witches Five? In terms of, for me, it's Yuri was my favorite, maybe because she got like a lot of screen time in S. Um, though I have to admit, um. Telu maybe sort of coming and liking her a little bit more because she has a certain actress's voice. Because when I watch the Viz dub, as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> but but yeah, def- yeah, she's not in the Telu's in the Viz dub. She's the same voice as, Eng- as Diana Cavendish. That's why when I watch the Viz dub, I'm like, oh my god, I just can't help but hear evil Diana. I just <laughs> it's just weird to me, but. But what about okay? So what about you, Michelle? One, who is your favorite Deathbuster? Yeah. And two, like, what did you think of them? And even throw in Professor Tomoe in there too. Um, or Doctor Tomoe. I don't know if it's Professor or Doctor. Uh, I think it's, I guess yeah, it's different. Doesn't matter. I mean, I was more interested in them as villain characters than I mean. I was really invested in some of the villains in season one. But, um, I, I mean, I thought they were fine. <laughs> um, I don't know if I felt that strongly, but I mean, honestly, when I was watching season three, I was mostly there for Haruka. So I think like a lot of times when they were getting up to shenanigans trying to get Crystal Hearts, it's just kind of like, okay, now we're doing the monster of the week stuff. That's cool. I'll just kind of tune out a little till more character interactions happen. Um, I, can I just say though, I think I definitely like Carol Knight. I thought she was definitely more interesting and more personality in actually Crystal than in the S. And I'm gonna be honest, mm-hmm. the first 13 episodes when was Carol Knight was sort of the main villain. She was such a dull villain, especially compared to say uh, like a villain the previous season, um, mm-hmm. Esmeralda, who definitely had definitely a lot of personality to her. And Carol Knight was just there, 
And I think maybe it was intentional in terms of uh, so Haruka and Michu can kind of be more sort of antagonist in those early episodes of S. They get more of the heat than, say, Calor uh, Knight. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I mean, again, like, of course, I think that she's going to be much more interesting in Crystal because she's just there for the entire journey, and she's yeah, more like, she has she's more, more important yeah. in Crystal. Whereas in 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 S, she was just like the first of the many of the yeah. many witches. And so that's what I, also, I, I thought her relationship with Hotaru was definitely more kind of interesting in in Crystals in terms of uh, how in S she would just. She was just sort of the wicked, like, stepmom type trope character in S, or she's just a creepy little person to Hotaru, and that's why Hotaru turned and like her. But in Crystals, on the surface, she seemed to try to be nice to Hotaru, or at least she tried to be civil with her. And Hotaru was like, get away from me, try to sneer away into our family, in terms of. And that definitely felt a little sympathetic to me. I'm like, Hotaru, could, she doesn't know Carol Knight, what she really is at the time. I'm like, take a chill pill, calm down. I know you miss your mom, but don't have to be like that to an innocent person. Yeah, I, that that's definitely something I wish they had explored a little bit more was the Hotaru and Kalanen relationship because that that was like ooh, like there's something there. I kind of wonder though if it's supposed to be maybe because Hotaru and Mistress Nine are like connected, and Mistress Nine and Caroline definitely had this rivalry going. That could be it too. That could, I could totally see that happening as well. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, well, what about, like, what about, like, Hotaru's dad? Like, he is very different in both versions. Oh, yeah. What's like, he like in, in Crystal? Well, like, in Crystal, he was just, like, he was less, he was just bad to be bad. He was a he psycho. Was, oh, he was, like, he was a genetic, like, he was, like, a genetic, he was doing experiments that pushed him out of the community. That's still the same. But, like, it basically... He, when the explosion, basically, you know, like, when the explosion happens, and then you see, like, it's, you're told that, like, oh, like, he's desperately trying to save Hotaru's life, and then that's when they come, and that's when that happens. In this, he, like, was always, like, he didn't, he doesn't really show that much affection for Hotaru in the, in in the manga. He's just, like, my experiments. And, like, he uses her as an experiment. Yeah, she's not very... And, like, he just, like, yeah, he just keeps... And it's because, like, he that darkness that he has that, like, that's what attracts the Death Busters uh, to him. Oh, but, like, I, okay. I prefer also, S in that. He's also, he's also more goofy in S. He's at times more of a goofball at times, more comedic. He's a dad! He's a dad in <laughs> he's S. He's a dad! You know, like, an S, like, yeah. an S, like, I actually, I prefer, like, a, a villain who's the hero in their own story than a villain who's just a villain. Well, I yeah. So, like, I you know, so for, so for me, like, I him in S was just so much more of a, like, oh, he was trying to save his daughter and then things went wrong. I whereas still- in, 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 whereas in uh, Crystal, it was just like, my experiments, and then there was just, I'm just like, why do you want, like, do you have, like, a, a god complex, and that you want to be He wasn't that god? affected by like, his wife's death, either. I don't think he, like, he, he like, he doesn't, I don't think he, he cared his care. wife died. Yeah, he doesn't even care, whereas in, in the previous, in, like, an S, he does, so I just think that there is a very, like, there was a missed, there, yeah. this was one of those moments, this is I'd one like of those the, examples I, where, let, let me finish, this yeah. was one of those examples where in the manga they did something, and then, Chris, like, S saw that and was like, you know what, we're gonna actually make this better, 
and made it better and enhanced it and made it superior. But um, and this is one of those moments where you just you can't faithfully adapt something when you see that there is a hole, there's a weakness there, and you still faithfully adapt it. It's like that's gonna hurt you. But um, but yeah, I mean, you like you deal, you deal. I can't even say it. You deal. I can't say it without saying it in Japanese, which is not how I want to say it. But whatever. Um, she's she's my favorite. She's great. She was like she was hilarious. She was great. She was just the way that they created this kind of the way they they created this kind of like office politics within the witches was just like hilarious. Just, who's your favorite again, Beatrice? I missed that. You the you the Oh like, yeah, she's my favorite too. Like she she like the way like she's just it's just really great, and I just love how they like I love how like the villains like in Crystal you don't get that, but like in S you have like this humor with the villains where they're just like yeah there there's comic relief to them, but they're still menacing and can still mm, kill you, and yeah. it's like great, and I just I like that balance. It's very Ikuhara. There's very much like there's... <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a can good I point. miss something I kind of have a little bit hat when I was kid I had a little crush on UDL because i I liked the fact that she was very she's beautiful and she she's very smart and intelligent. I thought she if you take away the evil part, I think she's a very like like a very perfect perfect girl in my opinion. <laughs> that's but, what um, but, yeah. yeah like what, what did you guys think of like that that um and when time i and i really hated Mehmet for killing her so i definitely did have some sort of little bias against her because you killed my beloved util okay but like what did you guys think of um of like there is like this moment in well there's this moment in crystal and in the manga where each death buster goes up against uh inner senshi Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's one that each one's paired off, and they have to go against each other, which is something that always happens in each season. They're always made up to go after the others, like go after each other. There's always one to pair off with and fight against for each intersentry. Like while Usagi, while while Usagi goes and fights the big bad. Like, I personally felt it was like a missed opportunity in Crystal because, like. Again, because the intersentry are so bland and there's just they don't do anything, there no. is no interesting like Character. relationship and rapport that they is created I'm, between each like Deathbuster with their uh, uh with their uh what's it called with their uh, I, parallel in I, the intersentry. Can I say something? Mm-hmm. I I thought villainy um you know Sailor Mercury's counterpart she was just blatantly like the same as her counterpart in R um. Basically the same character. They also had white hair and seemed to have a little like intellectual like matchup. And I thought those characters in particular, Vilil, what's her name? Vilil? Vilil? I, I don't know. I, th- I thought she was sort of a, she was just a carbon copy of the same character from um, the previous arc, the Spectre sister. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's like, there's definitely this, um, there's just I don't know. There's just there was a lot that they could have done that in Crystal they didn't do. Um, in the manga in the Crystal they just were like, ah, oh, we're not going to explore that like rivalry that one, could happen. One point, it's not. Can I just make one point though? Um, in terms of Tomei, talk about one second. I still, even though maybe he's more sympathetic in essence stuff, I still think it was a bad idea to give him a baby at the end, like give him baby Hotaru, like. I know, but he had to, <laughs> he, he was no condition to take care of a baby at this point. He needed to get some help. He he, he had amnesia and stuff. He, 
I don't know if he could walk straight yet. He said her name. Like, he remembers her. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he doesn't remember the Deathbusters, but he remembers his <laughs> child. And he cares about her. Like, yeah. like Michelle, did you want the lesbians to steal Hotaru, or did you not? Oh, it was falling in the crystals for her. That's, can we say? I mean, I didn't. I did not want her to get stolen. No. But can you say, in crystal, in the crystals, what happens? Hotaru is adopted by... Um, um, Haruka, Michiru, and uh, Setsuna, and the yes, but like, in Crystal, like her dad dies, so yeah. in Crystal, there's no parents, like there's no choice. But like in in S, like he's still well alive, and he's good, I guess. <laughs> and they could have, like, you know, so that's why it's like a lot of people are very much in favor of like they should have just kept her, and it's like no, like that's her dad, like don't make the lesbians kidnap people, like don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but, eventually um, they do anyway. But, <laughs> but okay, so what, I, I mean, do you guys have any final thoughts about these two shows? Because, I mean, that's really it. That we pretty much talked a bit yeah. about everything. Yeah. Um, I feel kind of more happy about Sailor S and more sad about what Crystal might be. You scared? <laughs> scared? Yeah, so I'm like, scared. So if I ask you, would you watch Crystal, what would your answer be? Probably not. Not anytime I soon. Succeeded. I got other shows anyway, but like, <laughs> well, if they took away a lot of the personality and they like just like made Usagi a reason, but didn't like show actual reasons why, and just like said because she's a leader and she doesn't have any quirks left, that's that's a reason enough to be disappointed, just objectively. So, yeah, I'm not super sold on yeah, it. You're missing out. Um. I'm missing out especially the end of Crystal. I think it's kind of as a good payoff, but oh, whatever. Um, I love this arc in the incarnation. It's like the thing that really sold Sailor Moon to me, especially after the, the uh, Black Moon arc, which I thought definitely had its problems. And it's definitely better than the arc that follows it, the... Uh, Black, dark, dark black moon circus no no what's the name of it? uh dark dark circus circus arc the one thing about the next arc though they have four of my favorite characters are in it so i'm maybe i don't hate super s as much as everybody else because of four certain characters but that's another point but if you if you had to watch one arc of sailor moon one season of sailor moon in a weird way check this one out even though you'll be skipping the introductory it's a very important show in terms of in terms of gay lesbian type of representation. Uranus and Neptune are very iconic characters, very important characters that everyone should know about. And and really, um, check the story out. And if you don't mind, read the manga too. All right, and um. Uh, the last thing I will say is that Sailor Moon S is a show that enhances the manga. Okay. Sailor Moon Crystal reminds you of why the manga isn't as great as you think it is. So, oh, okay. <laughs> Sailor Moon Crystal shows you the flaws, whereas Sailor Moon S shows you the potential and the greatness of like the t- Sailor Moon Chris- Sailor Moon S takes the positives of the manga and runs with them, whereas Sailor Moon Crystal just shows, like, very much projects all the weaknesses of 
the manga and why sometimes and and animes do this a lot they will do straight up panel to panel faithful adaptations for mangas and that's not always the best thing to do well um well sometimes sailor moon crystal is a great example of that sometimes what's on the page doesn't necessarily transition as something compelling animated well sometimes and that's a great it's and crystal is just a great example of just why that of why that is well, S, yeah. well, Super S is an example of why sometimes that doesn't all work, work either. The other way, why you differ too much from the manga can ruin a show sometimes. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, there's definitely like a balance there, but um, some though, face yeah. adaptations work. Some um, uh, uh, f- uh, what room for interpretation doesn't work. But, I will give but in this case, you got someone that really works and it's inspired by, and one that's a faithful adaptation and just yeah. bombs. Um, I just hope uh, when it's over, people will watch, check out the Infinity Arc in any version. If that happens, I'm very, very happy. Yeah, if you if you if you watch if okay, well if you watch Crystal, I will pray for you. Um, well, so oh, yeah, Crystal so has the has the one. Oh, I'm gonna thing I forgot to mention. Um, Crystal has extra characters. They have a uh, Artemis and Luna's uh, child is in this as in Crystals, and she's not in yes. S. And the reason why she's not an S is because she doesn't really add anything to the show. So um, find out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. Join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, John, a.k.a. Johnny Bravo. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.